Do you have a spiritual business plan? What do you hope to accomplish between now and 120? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Frieden. Today we are on page 83 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn that without a well-defined plan, you won't achieve your life goals. Today's Daf has been generously dedicated by Bruno and Karen Serfati in memory of Bruno's mother, Sultana Bat Maknin, whose Hilula Yartzeit is today. She passed 10 years ago. Sultana was a very modern and yet modest lady. A refugee from Algeria in the 1960s, she settled in Paris, never looking back. She had a successful career as a neuropsychiatric at the hospital and in private practice, looking after countless patients. But most importantly, together with her husband, she raised four children, maintaining a Jewish home with efficiency and sensitivity in a way that only busy and yet caring mothers know how. May her merit and her qualities be passed on to her nine grandchildren. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I'd like to begin with the story. Moshe, how are you? Rabbi, what can I do for you? Moshe replied as he took my call. Moshe, I'd like you to consider becoming Shul President. Seriously, Rabbi? I'm only 35. I'm not old enough to be the Shul President. What do you mean, I asked. I'm the Shul Rabbi, and I'm only 32. Yes, yes, I realize, Moshe responded. But I'm not yet ready for the Shul Presidency. Next year, I'm planning to run for the position of President of this school. Moshe proceeded to tell me his community game plan. In his mind, a shul president should be in his 50s. Once Moshe's kids would be done with school, he planned to devote his attention to shul business. Just the other week, someone had asked him to join a board dedicated to raising funds for a hospital in Israel. He told him that he's looking forward to dedicating himself to the cause, but not until his 60s, once he'd taken care of the immediate community needs around him. A husband has the power to nullify his wife's vows of self-deprivation. Today's stuff discusses a case where the wife uttered a vow that had elements of deprivation as well as neutral elements. The Gemara asks whether he can nullify half a vow and attempts to bring a proof from a wife who vowed to be a Nazir. Abstinence from wine is deprivation, but avoiding funerals presumably entails no deprivation. Let's look at the Gemara. Rabbi Asi asked Rabbi Yochanan in a case where a woman vowed not to eat from two loaves of bread, and if she abstains from one, she would deprive herself, and if she abstains from the other one, she would not deprive herself because she doesn't like that kind of bread. What is the halacha? Rabbi Yochanan said to him, the husband can nullify the vow regarding the loaf that would cause her to deprive herself, but he cannot nullify the vow regarding the loaf that would not cause her to deprive herself. He raised an objection regarding a woman who vowed to be a Nazir, who became ritually impure through contact with the dead, and afterward her husband nullified her vow for her. She must bring a bird sin offering, but does not bring a bird burnt offering. And if you say that the husband can nullify the vow regarding the loaf that would cause her to deprive herself, but he cannot nullify the vow regarding the loaf that would not cause her to deprive herself, the same reasoning should apply here. Let him nullify the vow that rendered wine forbidden to her, as she suffers deprivation when she refrains from drinking it. But as for her vow that impurity imparted by the dead is forbidden to her, he shall not nullify for her, as she suffers no deprivation by not becoming impure through contact with the dead. The sage is saying response that a woman who vows that impurity imparted by the dead is forbidden to her also suffers deprivation as a result. How so? As it is written, and the living shall place it upon his heart. 
and it is taught the Reb Meir would say, what is the meaning of the verse and the living shall place it upon his heart? This means that one who eulogizes others when they die will in turn be eulogized when he himself dies. One who weeps for others will be wept for when he himself passes away. And one who buries others will himself be buried upon his passing. Let's analyze the Gemara. Thus the Gemara concludes that the inability to attend a funeral is indeed a deprivation. If you don't attend others' funerals, there will be no one to attend your funeral. Rabbi Yaakov Yosef of Polonoya suggests that there's a further element to benefit implied by King Solomon when he declares it is better to go to a house of mourning than a house of feasting, for that is the end of all men and the living should take it to heart. Failing to attend houses of mourning is indeed a deprivation because it causes a person to miss out on focusing on his purpose in life. When you attend a funeral or a shiva, it serves as a wake-up call to maximize your mission in life. How do you achieve success in any of life's pursuits? You decide on a goal and then you formulate a plan of the steps necessary to reach that goal. So for example, if you have a goal to retire with a million dollars in the bank, you need to formulate a plan of how much you will need to save each month and each year to reach your goal of a million dollars. Or let's say you want to earn a college degree in three or four years. To get there, you need to figure out how many courses and credits you'll need to complete each semester to achieve your goal. How many of us have a life goal and a systematic plan to get there? What are your Torah goals for life? How much do you plan to master during this short term on earth? It's one thing to read through the Tanakh and the Gemara, it's quite another to master our sacred texts. Let's say your Torah goal for life is to master the Tanakh. If you're 50 years old today and the average life expectancy is 80, then you have 30 years left to accomplish your goals. That's 30 years to become proficient in the 24 books of the Tanakh, or just over a year per book. If your goal is to be a Baki Bashas proficient in the entire Gemara, then you're going to need to master about two tractates each year. Of course, our spiritual goals aren't just about Torah. The wall stands on the three pillars of Torah, Avoda, that means prayer, and Chesed. And so we need goals and plans for the other two pillars as well. Most of us daven without understanding everything we're saying. And even those who have mastered the davening still often have the Book of Tehillim with which to stretch themselves in their comprehension in the realm of Avoda. Maybe your life goal is to understand all of the daily davening. Maybe you strive to master all all the annual tefillahs, including the high holiday prayers, along with the traditional and Kabbalistic kavanas, the slichas, the kinas, or if you're really dedicated, you might have a goal to become a master over the entire book of Tehillim. How about Gamilas Chasadim, the loving-kindness pillar? For which organizations have you volunteered up until now? Which institutions do you have yet to be a part of? What's your strategy for dedicating your unique talents and expertise to the organizations that require your skill set? My friend Moshe certainly had a plan. He knew that he had ample to contribute, but he also had a plan and roadmap for when he would offer his services to each group. He knew that if he was to take it on all at once, he'd be spreading himself too thin. That's not to say that he didn't give charitably and support various other communal causes in the meantime, but Moshe knew that to properly dedicate himself, he needed a well-thought-out and well-timed plan. You have a pretty good estimate of the time frame of your life. It's time today to set your life goals and then to set up the strategy and plan to accomplish your goals. May you merit fulfilling your life's mission on earth to the max, wishing you a transformative day.
thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daft.